Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar sinai 33 years. I'm so proud of my hospital. I'm proud to spend my career. And I ain't retiring. I plan on staying there till I can't do it anymore. But I love it. What a week I had in surgery. Ten big surgeries. People from all over. Guy flew in from Florida even yesterday to do his hip. Awesome. But it was capped off by, in between my fifth and sixth surgery, was my cell phone. I checked it before I started this, the, the last case. Greg Bergman's texting me. Dr. Clapper, Mason in Ireland, they need you right away. Oh, really? What injury happened? No, we need, the boys need to talk to you right away. Well, I have a few minutes, so I called into Mason in Ireland yesterday. And the first thing John Ireland says, Dr. Clapper, we're listening to the promo that Will and you did for this Saturday show. And it talks about connecting in and out Burger to making a surfboard. So we've taken a poll. We can't figure out what the connection is, but we all voted in our own way of what that might be. So tell us. Here's what each of us said. What's the correct connection between In-N-Out Burger and shaping a surfboard? Because my guest at 815 is the great Wayne Rich, probably one of the greatest surfboard shapers in Ventura ever. And don't you don't want to miss it. Because we're going to talk more than surfboards. We're going to talk about life, your life, and how I see the connections. Every Saturday you and I connect the world of art, the world of sports, and the world of surgery to learn about each of our lives. Well, today's show is going to be a doozy. And when you stay tuned, you'll hear the connection. You can teach Mason in Ireland as well. But what a joy it is, right? I'm in the operating room, and they're listening to the promo, going, I wonder what he's going to do next. What a great feeling it is for me. And if I have time, I'm going to tell a story that may bring me to tears about my dad as it relates to today's topic. And don't forget, we'll do some Clapper Vision. The number's 877-710-ESPN. I'll do it with the Weekend Warriors, you guys. But I'm also going to do it with Will in our segment where there's a will, there's a way. There's some warriors, literally warriors, who've had injuries 
And I will help explain with some clapper vision. And food, thanks to the great Lindy Yui and Gigi, my office was catered on Thursday in between seeing patients with a potpourri, a smorgasbord of In-N-Out burgers. Every which way you can make these. But there's a reason why I want to talk about In-N-Out Burger. And it's really not about the burger. It's about the family. It's about the Snyders. It's about the current president of the company, the youngest woman in America who's a billionaire, Lindsay Snyder. And they ask her on CBS News, you going to franchise this company? Are you going to go to Wall Street and get money for it? She says, no, it's not about the money. What they do at In-N-Out Burger that makes them so special, that Anthony Bourdain, the greatest chef in our lifetime, said it's his favorite restaurant in Los Angeles. Are you kidding me? This guy eats gourmet food all day long. But wait till you hear Anthony Bourdain tell you why. But it goes to something deeper, and that's how it relates to Wayne Rich, our surfboard shaper. Because you're going to hear sound bites from a surfboard shaper in Hawaii, Eric Arakawa, who really triggered this all in my head. Eric Arakawa makes surfboards for Daniel Lim, my favorite orthopedic surgeon in Hawaii, a guest on this show. But the only guy who ever could beat Kelly Slater in his prime was Andy Irons. Eric Arakawa makes the boards and made them for Andy Irons and Bruce Irons and all of these world champions. Eric Arakawa, like Jerry Lopez, is a philosopher. What do I mean? Listen to Eric Arakawa. This is what stimulated my thought. And here I'm going to ask you what I told Mason in Ireland yesterday. Is there a difference between joy and happiness? Think about it. If you look in the dictionary, the definition of joy is the pursuit of happiness. They're connected. But to Eric Arakawa, they're different. And that's exactly what's going on at In-N-Out Burger. And I'll explain. But listen to Eric Arakawa. There's, there's two things. There's, there's happiness and there's joy. And they're not necessarily the same thing. Joy is knowing that I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm a man of faith, and I believe that there's something much bigger than myself. Through that, my faith, I've been able to make sense of this life. And I know there's a lot of other people that will disagree and feel like, well, okay, that's good for me because maybe I just needed some extra help. But I'm free, and I can just live life, and I can go ahead and just use that to connect with other people. Okay, now listen further. This is where it's going to sound a lot like I'm about to play you sound bites of Lindsay Snyder, the president of In-N-Out Burger. But this is Eric Arakawa, a surfboard shaper. That is what gets me up in the morning. There is something so much more important than building surfboards, so much more important than running a successful business or striving for that. There's so much more than just sticking a whole bunch of money in my, my bank account. If I'm ripping people off, if I just shape them board, I'm going, uh, this is good enough, you know, it doesn't matter. No, I mean, it has to affect everything, you know. I want to I wanna do my best for everyone because God gave me his best. I want to do my best for everyone because God gave me his best. That's some powerful words from a guy who makes surfboards for a living.
His whole goal is to get people in the water. The, the healing powers of the ocean. He just happens to do it through surfing. But the fact that he can distinguish joy and happiness. You look at surfing, it's inherently such a selfish sport. And I, and I feel that we, we need to, to live just the opposite of that. When you get to that place where you know that you know that you're where you're supposed to be, there's joy. And I fall short. I do fall short. And that's where forgiveness comes. But that's what drives me. It's not always easy, but I have joy doing it. So the special thing about Wayne Rich and Eric Arakawa, and in a second you're going to hear Lindsay Snyder, you know why In-N-Out Burger is different than all the other fast food places? Because they custom make the order. In 1948 in Baldwin Park, when her grandparents came up with the idea of In-N-Out Burger, they were the first to put the speaker so that you can order and they can build what you want. Wayne Rich takes the order and builds the board you want. He doesn't make a bunch of boards for mass production. Neither does In-N-Out Burger. So you heard Eric Arakawa. Now listen and tell me if this doesn't sound the exact same thing when they're interviewing Lindsay Snyder about making custom burgers. Joy and happiness. Could you ever see a time where you go public or where you franchise or where you sell? No way. Never? <laughs> Never. The only reason you would do that is for the money, and I, I wouldn't do it. My heart is totally connected to this company because of my family and the fact that they're not here. You know, I have a, a strong tie to keep this the way they would want it. For nearly 70 years, that's meant selling burgers without selling out. That's exactly right. And in the next segment, you're going to hear Anthony Bourdain dissect why you can actually taste what she's talking about. You know why there's no In-N-Out burgers in Texas and in Oklahoma and in New York City? Because they don't want to freeze the meat. They don't want to microwave anything. So they can't make their restaurants far too far from their meat packing and distribution center because it would involve freezing the meat. That's the reason. To care that much, but more importantly, custom building each and every burger to your order. That's what Wayne Rich does. That's why you can find joy in your life. Joy versus happiness. I asked everybody in the operating room yesterday, I went around the room. Can you imagine? I'm in the middle of a knee replacement, and I'm talking to everybody about, tell me what you think is the difference between joy and happiness. My wife says, by the way, there's no difference. She wanted to kill me. But I think there is. I agree. I think joy comes from finding your calling and how you can help other people. Find your purpose in life. And it is through helping others. That's why I get up Saturday mornings after working so hard all week. The joy I get from being with you, the weekend warrior, is priceless. But happiness comes from when you take that Wayne Rich surfboard or Eric Arakawa surfboard 
or that In-N-Out burger, and you bite into it. You ride that wave. You get happiness. Yeah, you could call it joy. But trust me, it's nothing like the feeling the person gets who built the company, that created the burger, the board, or the surgery that you have. Each and every one of us is different. You better not be a surgeon who does the same thing every time to every patient. You will not be a good surgeon. You will not be a good doctor. You have to feel that it's your calling to be a doctor, to be a surgeon. Find that joy in your career path. Where's the happiness? When I go to the office and see the person after the surgery, they may speak Korean. They may speak Russian. They may speak Spanish. Whatever the language is, I don't need the grandchild to interpret. That grandma or grandpa looks me in the eye and goes, Dr. Clapper, I brought you some tamales that I made. That's how they say thank you. That's the happiness I get. Food is just a vehicle, even though you can tell how much I love the food. Did you know you can mix all three flavors of the milkshake in an In-N-Out burger? That's right. I did that on Thursday. The joy of building the milkshake by Lindsay Snyder and her crew is her career path. The happiness is each and every one of us tasting that custom-ordered burger or milkshake. It's really remarkable. This is Anthony Bourdain full-on telling you there's a lot of great restaurants in L.A., but my favorite is In-N-Out Burger. He did a TV show based out of L.A. All he cared about was flying into LAX and going right to the In-N-Out Burger. And then when he left after a week of shooting his TV show, he stopped at In-N-Out Burger and got on the plane again because of the appreciation of the custom order. Listen to Anthony Bourdain. We're now one of my uh, favorite places in Los Angeles, In-N-Out Burger. We don't have those in New York. In fact, every once in a while, somebody starts, some cruel person starts a rumor, generally on a foodie website, that In-N-Out is coming to Brooklyn or to one of the boroughs. And everybody in New York goes like, goes insane. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, In-N-Out is coming. What can I say about this place? It's, it's uh it's the only fast food chain that I actually like and think is reasonably good for the world. That's right. We'll get into more of Anthony Bourdain and Lindsay Snyder and the dynasty as it relates to joy and happiness. Because my guest at 815 knows all about it, the great Wayne Rich. And tweet me and let me know that the show sounds okay, that all the technical difficulties are solved. Will is working his butt off to make this all happen, and I think it sounds good, but you'll have to let me know on Twitter. Coming up next, we'll get into joy versus happiness in the world of In-N-Out Burger, the world of surfing, and in my world of surgery. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, it's Sedano. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday than when my guy, Dr. Clapper, and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Pooba, the Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. It's all about surfing and catching a wave. Something I enjoy so much. Can't wait to do it tomorrow. Hope the waves will accommodate. Because for me, that joy, that happiness, comes from many things in life, but that's certainly one of them. But the man who really put it best into words was Eric Arakawa. Listen to a little bit more about Eric, a surfboard shaper in the North Shore of Hawaii, about his philosophies. In our Western culture and mindset, we like to compartmentalize everything. This is my work time. This is my surf time. This is my family time. Everything isn't supposed to be neat and compartmentalized. It's like a big pot of stew. The main ingredient is going to permeate everything. It's going to, it's going to bring flavor to the whole pot. Hmm. Making boards and striving hard to build good boards is merely a means to an end. It's, it's the way that I, connect, I get to connect with people. I never, ever grab a blank and just randomly shape it. Before I even start, it's finished in my head. It wasn't really so much that I had a passion for building boards. I enjoyed working with my hands. I loved doing it. But the main reason why I started building boards is because I wanted to surf. Custom make it, each and every one uniquely. And then years later, I come to the realization that my job is to get everyone else in the water. It's kind of a funny paradox. It's the irony of, of life sometimes. As much as that in the, the flesh, in my human nature, I'd like everything to revolve around me, I had to keep reminding myself every, every single day I wake up and say, it's not all about you. You know, there's, there's something a lot bigger. And this is, again, where he talks about joy versus happiness. There's, there's two things. There's, there's happiness and there's joy. And they're not necessarily the same thing. Joy is knowing that I'm doing what I'm called to do. I'm a man of faith, and I believe that there's something much bigger than myself. Through that, my faith, I've been able to make sense of this life. And I know there's a lot of other people that will disagree and feel like, well, okay, that's good for me because maybe I just needed some extra help, but I'm free and I can just live life and I can go ahead and just use that to connect with other people. That is what gets me up in the morning. There is something so much more important than building surfboards, so much more important than running a successful business or striving for that. There's so much more than just sticking a whole bunch of money in my, my bank account. If I'm ripping people off, if I just shape the board, I go, ah, this is good enough, Mm-mm. you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. No, I mean, it has to affect everything, you know? I want to I wanna do my best for everyone because God gave me his best. That's right. Put your passion, everything you got. Today's going to be the best show I've ever done. 12 years. No, don't matter. The past is great, and I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Right here, right now, 
Will and I are going to give you the best weekend warrior show we've ever done. That's how you have to live your life. That's where you find the joy. You look at surfing, it's inherently such a selfish sport. And I, and I feel that we, we need to, to live just the opposite of that. When you get to that place where you know that you know that you're where you're supposed to be, there's joy. And I fall short. I do fall short. And that's where forgiveness comes. But that's what drives me. And it's not always easy, but I have joy doing it. You have joy doing it. It's not about the money. Here's Lindsay Snyder again, the owner. The youngest billionaire in America, female. The owner of In-N-Out Burger. It's not about the money. Could you ever see a time where you go public or where you franchise or where you sell? No way. Never? <laughs> Never. The only reason you would do that is for the money, and I, I wouldn't do it. My heart is totally connected to this company because of my family and the fact that they're not here. You know, I have a, a strong tie to keep this the way they would want it. For nearly 70 years, that's been selling burgers without selling out. Mm. Each store must be within 600 miles of three distribution centers where their burger patties are made. That's because at In-N-Out, nothing is ever frozen or microwaved. The company pays higher than average wages for the fast food industry. Store managers can make six figures. Let's go back to Anthony Bourdain because he can sense. When I ride a Wayne Rich board, you can feel the joy Wayne had in making it. Same thing for Eric Arakawa, and same thing when the greatest chef in America is caught at an In-N-Out burger telling you, yep, I'm not bashful about it. This is my favorite restaurant in L.A. Whenever I come to L.A., in fact, one of the reasons I look forward to doing the taste is because as soon as I arrive, I'll hit the airport In-N-Out, and on my way out of town after finishing the taste, I'll pick up another. Every once in a while, I'll even buy a big reeking bag of burgers with onions and fries and, and uh, shakes and I'll bring them back to my very nice hotel lobby and it's really an amazing thing to see generally speaking when you walk through the lobby of a nice hotel with a big reeking bag of fast food people look at you like you know you're low class or you know why are you bringing that in here we do have a restaurant no nothing but love and admiration even from the staff they're like good going sir nicely done sir excellent I would like to be eating that right now. Something else interesting about In-N-Out I found. Um, I use Instagram a lot. And uh, I found that if I were to take an Instagram picture of myself and like, I don't know, like with some really interesting people, let's, let's make up a scenario. Me, Christopher Walken, the Dalai Lama, uh, and Keith Richards in a hot tub uh, <laughs> doing bong rips. What's Pretty a bong interesting rip, stuff, you'd think, right? Don't tell me. I don't want to know you. Good for a few thousand likes on Instagram. <laughs> And that's about all I'll get in an hour. You know, maybe four or 5,000 likes if I put that picture up. However, and I found this from experience, if I simply take an isolated photograph of my In-N-Out Burger sitting on a table, an anonymous In-N-Out Burger, I will get like 50,000 likes in nine minutes. But why, Anthony Bourdain? Tell us why you appreciate that custom building of the burger. With that joy in Lindsay Snyder and her family, you can taste it. He's about to break down what it is that makes this burger so special. The joy that they get in making it leads to the happiness we get in taking a bite.
They, you know, the thing about a burger is it's cons there are many, many forces at play with a properly made burger. You've got to have a decent bun, right, to start with. Bun selection, very important. Um, you know, good quality meat. Also, you know, that would be nice. Uh, Non-limp, reasonably fresh greens and garnishes, also good. Cheese, you don't want fancy cheese. You don't want, you know, no. Whatever that is, this cheese-like substance is just perfect. Cheese-like substance. It's American cheese, and it melts better than cheddar cheese. But notice it's two thin patties together, okay? Maximum surface area, therefore exposing the maximum areas of meat surface to the popples of the tongue. It's brilliant. This is like a ballistic missile. Perfectly designed delivery system, protein delivery system. And I like mine animal style. And I'd tell you what that is, but I'd have to kill you. Yes. Oh, yeah. There it is. My favorite restaurant in Los Angeles. A city with many fine restaurants, by the way. Surface area for maximum effect. The cheese can melt. Maximum surface area making contact. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like exactly what Wayne Rich has to think about when he builds a surfboard because it touches the wave. And how it interacts with the wave is how the patty interacts with the cheese. You think I'm crazy, right? Listen to this science experiment about building a surfboard and how it works. But also because it's the raw material for producing good maneuvers. Where does that speed come from and how do we generate more? If you answered gravity, then you're partly correct. When you paddle into a wave and drop down the face of it, it is gravity that's pulling you down and causing you to accelerate. And even when you angle across the wave, gravity is still helping to generate some of your speed. However, if gravity was the sole factor in generating speed, you should go fastest when going straight into the beach. But that's not the case. Your board actually travels far faster when traveling in trim across the face of the wave. Mm. And this is all to do with how the flow of water on the wave face interacts with your surfboard. That's right. The very first thing that we need to get clear here is that when we look at an unbroken wave, it is mostly wave energy that's moving, not the water. If you placed a rubber duck on the surface of the ocean and watched a wave pass, the rubber duck would just rise and fall. By the way, he's going to use the word tarpaulin. Pretend he's saying a piece of carpeting rather than tarpaulin. And fall as the wave passed underneath. It wouldn't be picked up and carried by the wave. A good way to think of it is to imagine a blue tarpaulin and then roll a bowling ball underneath it. You would see the wave of the bowling ball moving under the tarp, but the actual tarp itself remains in the same place. However, if we were to follow the bowling ball with a camera, we would see the canvas rush past, and the same is true with an ocean wave. This creates what we call an effective flow of water running up the wave face from the perspective of the surfer. So just like the paddy has to be thin enough to make enough surface area contact with the cheese, listen finally how the surfboard grips the wave. That surface area is what it's all about. When we take off on a wave and set our rail to start riding across the face, our surfboard interrupts the apparent flow of water. Two things then happen. Our surfboard grips the face of the wave and the surfboard generates lift and forward thrust. 
Dependent on exactly how the board interacts with the water flow, the amount of lift, thrust and grip can be varied to suit the maneuvers we're trying to do on the wave. In the next exactly, step, when we take off on a wave... And that's exactly the... what Anthony Bourdain is describing. What other show in America would actually equate building a surfboard with building the perfect cheeseburger? But it is exactly the same. Contact, surface area. But most importantly, pride in your work that you're custom building to each of the customers something unique, not mass-produced. As a surgeon, you better not go into every operation saying, I do this to the same thing on every patient. It's wrong because every patient is built slightly differently. Joy versus happiness to me, joy is finding your calling in life and sharing it with the world. Happiness is using that board, eating that burger, doing that surgery, and its effect on that unique person. We'll get into it, but next segment is one of my favorites, where there's a will, there's a way. Let's do some clapper vision. The number is 877-710-ESPN, and how do you like those guys from St. Peter's? Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Mace. You know, there is no better way to start your Saturday than with Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warriors Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. And don't miss Mason in Ireland back Monday at 1 on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Soon to be a major motion picture. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Without a good hip, you ain't hopping, that's for sure. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's Elton John. Where to now, St. Peter? Is this not the greatest? I'm looking at the TV in the studio right now. All the geniuses. All the experts. They ain't no better expert than you. Because what they doubted was the toughness of a kid who grows up on the streets of New York. That's what I did. I'm from far Rockaway. Don't you tell me I can't do something in my life. All that does is light a fire inside me. And that's exactly what these kids... Will, do we have their coach? Their coach. Answering to the media. Oh, you're a Cinderella team. You're a, those, those guys are bigger than you. None of the experts at ESPN and every other sports agency said you could do it. Where do you get that toughness? Listen to his coach. It's going to make you kfell. Shepnachas. That's a Yiddish term for feel good. Listen to the coach of St. Peter's. Murray State's physicality, uh, you all kind of kept your cool, when they, when they kept trying to muscle in, uh, what, what was the thing that you told them to really try to stay calm when, when it seemed like they were trying to push you all around? No, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's going to come off a little crazy. I got guys from New Jersey and New York City. You think we scared of anything? No. <laughs> we ain't scared of a goddamn thing. That's how we play. Otherwise, we get na- we're not getting off the streets of New York. This team ain't done yet. Trust me. They will blow up this entire bracket. But let's get into today's segment. Now that we're talking about current events, 
Will, this is your segment. Where there's a will, there's a way. Let's do some clapper vision with the true elite athlete. We'll do the weekend warriors afterward. All right. Well, first up, uh, a few weeks ago, and the L.A. fans may or may not care about this because technically you could see them as a rival to us, but... One of the greatest, probably in my opinion, the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry, suffered a foot sprain. And it comes at one of the worst times for the Warriors as a team because they're they're making a run. They're trying to get good positioning for the playoffs. And now he's out. Uh, he is officially out of a walking boot at this point, so I assume that that's good progress. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean for the greatest shooter in NBA history, and the Warriors. Okay. Dave Miller, the great coach Dave Miller, taught me one thing about basketball. We used to kid saying, I know a lot about the hip, and he knows a lot about the hop. And it's true. But you ain't shooting the basket with your wrist and fingers and hand without the feet underneath. And whether it is Bill Walton, Yao Ming, I'm just thinking of all the players who had foot problems that led to the end and demise their career, Shaquille O'Neal even, you need your feet because that's actually where the shot comes from. That's where the lift comes from, but also that's where the landing softly comes from. Look at Rafael Nadal dealing with his midfoot issues. Certainly Anthony Davis, his midfoot issues. And now Steph Curry. So I'm going to give you some clap revision. Last Saturday, this past Saturday, we talked about salsa. We talked about making salsa the way the Aztecs made it thousands of years ago. Not with a Cuisinart, not with a food processor, but with a mortar and pestle, a mocajete. You can roast those peppers. You can roast those tomatoes, however you want to make that salsa with the jalapenos and the onions and a little bit of lime juice, garlic. But in the end, you got to crush them. And before there was electricity, there was salsa. And they used a mocajete. What is that? It's a round-shaped rock with a hemisphere, the pestle, the mortar and the pestle, the two of them, you crush those delicious vegetables and tomatoes, which is a fruit, by the way, together to make the salsa. You crush that ball into the hemisphere, the sphere crushing into the hemisphere, which, by the way, is the ball and socket joint of your hip and the ball and socket joint of your shoulder. So move your arm around. You can see 180 degrees of motion in your shoulder. But now look down at your foot and ankle. You'll see that you can lift your foot up and down. And if you're driving, the way you accelerate your car is pushed down on the gas pedal. And the way you pull up on the gas pedal, you come up. Well, when you push down, we call that plantar flexion. When you lift up, we call that dorsiflexion. Because it's like a flip phone. It's a hinge. Here's the problem. When you need your foot to roll, walking on sand, walking on gravel, you can't have a hinge flip phone. It will break the hinge. It's like trying to twist your 
your uh, trunk. You know, you open the trunk, it's hinges. Or the cabinets in your kitchen, they're a hinge. Foot and ankle going up and down. But what about the roll? What about walking on uneven terrain? There's 26 bones in the foot. And I'm now going to tell you, there's a mocajete in your foot, in your midfoot. What do I mean? Take the mortar and pestle like you're making salsa, clapper vision, and turn the, the mocajete on its side so that the ball is coming horizontal and the socket of the mocajete, the pestle, is sideways. It's horizontal, not vertical to make the salsa. If you do it this way, all the salsa will spill out, but I don't care. There's nothing inside it right now. But a horizontal mocajete, mortar and pestle, is the talonavicular joint. That's your midfoot. There's a bone leaving your heel and ankle going horizontal, not vertical, going horizontal. And that's the head of the talus. That's the sphere. Well, where's the socket that's horizontal, like the mocajete sideways? Ah. That's the navicular bone. And actually, the great Tim Charlton, my favorite foot and ankle surgeon at Cedars, told me in Latin, the navicular bone is actually called the acetabulum of the foot. That's how the Greeks saw the anatomy of our feet. So think about it. You now have a horizontal-oriented joint. Because look, look at your foot. Your toes are horizontal. It's a 90-degree angle. Your foot is to your tibia, to your shin bone. You need joints going horizontally. That's where the arch of your foot is. The, the apex, the top of the arch of your foot is that navicular bone, which is the socket of the ball and socket joint on your foot. That is why Steph Curry was in a boot. That's why Anthony Davis just came out of a boot. And that's why Rafael Nadal suffers with the midfoot because of that horizontal ball and socket joint and the stresses it must endure in the mid portion of your foot to allow you to rotate your foot inwards and outwards, not just go up and down. Does that help? Now you're a mini orthopedic surgeon, Will. (laughs) Well, okay, so speaking of orthopedics and surgery, something that you talk about all the time is no shots right and so there's another player that recently received a shot for an injury that we covered a couple weeks ago that seems like it's gotten progressively worse and that's uh ben simmons who now has a herniated disc right and earlier this week he received a shot in his back for said disc right so what do we think is the long-term effects of this and should he even attempt to rush back for the end of this season at this point? So let's do some clap revision on Ben Simmons and anybody else who has back spasm. Cause you remember, Will, this is what you pitched to me a few weeks ago, but now we find out it's the back spasm, the source of the back spasm. Mm-hmm. We're not just talking about a cough <coughs> going to the doctor. We're talking about the reason for the cough is you got either allergies or pneumonia. You don't treat allergies with antibiotics. You treat pneumonia with antibiotics. So they both present to you with a cough. How are you 
going to figure out, oh, that's what a doctor does. you got to figure out, do you have allergies or do you have pneumonia? So when you present with back pain and spasm in the muscles, what's the cause? That's the symptom. Is it muscles that are straining? True back spasm, which all of us will have in our lifetime at some point? Or is it the cause of the back spasm is the herniated disc? So let's do a clapper vision. Your spine is a series of Oreo cookies. The bone is the cookie. The cream filling is the disc. When you take that Oreo cookie and you squeeze it and the cream filling doesn't move, it just stays there nicely absorbing the shock of you running up and down the field, that can sometimes alone trigger the muscles that surround the spine to alleviate some of that compression on the cream filling on the disc and the muscles go into spasm. But let me tell you, if you squeeze a little bit harder on that cookie, what's going to happen to the cream filling? It's going to ooze and go beyond the size of the cookie, right? You squeeze, we've all done it. You squeeze that Oreo cookie further than it wants and just like Anthony Bourdain eating that In-N-Out burger, you squeeze those two sides of the bun too hard, what do you think is going to happen? That gooey cheese-like substance he talks about is going to extrude beyond the bun of the In-N-Out burger. That may change the clapper vision that your spine is a series of In-N-Out burgers. <laughs> Cheeseburgers, that is. Double-doubles. And when that cheese goes beyond the circumference of the bun because you're squeezing it, that's a herniated disc. That's an extruded disc. And guess what lives right next to that extruded cheese? The nerve. The nerves that make up the sciatic nerve ultimately. And that's why you get that pain shooting down your leg. You get back pain in your back because the muscles go into spasm. But as, it, as you said, as it progresses, it now starts to tickle the nerve and create a radiating pain. We call it a radiculopathy. Well, what do they do? They give you a shot to calm down the inflammation. So I'm just going to ask you, if you calm down the inflammation, are you getting rid of the problem? You now are all junior weekend warrior orthopedic surgeons. You now understand the anatomy and you can appreciate the futility in thinking you're getting better because are you shoving the cheese or the cream filling back into the cookie? For me personally, listen, people give epidurals all the time. People give cortisone shots all the time. But if you ask me my opinion... Not my favorite way to treat it. I prefer to be holistic as best as you can. See if you can get the body to do the job. Walking in the pool, anti-gravity treadmill in the case of a basketball player. But if it doesn't work, just read up on the story. It's easily out there about the Orlando Magic and Dwight Howard and his story. That's all I'll say. Coming up next, I want to tell a story, though, because today's topic is about joy versus happiness.
the idea of custom building a surfboard, the idea of custom building to your order the In-N-Out Burger, not like another fast food chain where they've already made a thousand of them before they even open the door. That's what makes it special. That's where the joy versus the happiness comes from. Custom making. Well, my dad helped me big time when I was in college building a table for me so that I could illegally cook in my dorm room. I'll tell you that story coming up next on the Weekend Warriors show. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Hey, it's John Ireland. You know there is no better way to start your Saturday than with the man who replaced Michael Thompson's hip, Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show, 7 to 9 a.m. Saturday mornings. Don't miss my show, Mason and Ireland, back Monday at 1, all here on 710 ESPN. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. At 42 years old, you know what your new nickname is for me? <laughs> Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. You're not Matthew from Santa Monica anymore. You're Mr. Preop. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah. Joe Jackson, 1984. Turn it up. Ah, I love that song. If that doesn't get you moving. And those horns. God bless you, Joe Jackson. I just love that song. It's so nice to hear the promo from John Ireland about Michael Thompson. I just love it. And yesterday in the operating room, and again, how I love to weave the connections in life. So I'm about to do a big hip operation. And my dad taught me, measure twice, cut once. So what do I do? I put the x-rays up. And I literally take out a, a marking pen and rulers. And I start figuring out where the center of this person uniquely, their hip is. Some people are six foot ten and seven feet that I've got to do hip surgery on. And some people like Tony Cox from Bad Santa, the little elf who I love. His hips are a lot smaller than Will Chamberlain's, that's for sure. So uniquely to each and every patient is that center. And that's what I look for. And yesterday, watching me was a young orthopedic surgeon watching me do it. So I like to teach. This is what I do every Saturday with you guys. And I said, okay, you find the center. Make the dot in the center of the femoral head. Because that's what I'm going to reference all of the surgery I'm about to do before I open this person up. And I saw this very capable young orthopedic surgeon take my pen and put the dot of where he thought the center was. And I let him do it. And I looked at it. And it is exactly slightly different than where the center that my eye sees and it made me think 
of my dad. Because all of the next parts of the measurements I'm going to take for where to cut the bone and preserve the cartilage and the size of the implant to use because they come in different sizes. All those next measurements are going to be based off of that first dot. And if that first dot is not exactly in the center, then that error will propagate. And I tried to tell my father that this thinking... I learned from him, the carpenter, and he would always, he was so humble, my dad. He would always, no, come on, Robbie, I'm I'm a carpenter. I can't teach you how to be a surgeon. Nothing that I've taught you has any relevance to your life. And I would just fight back. No, dad. And I'm going to tell you a story now of exactly what I'm talking about that went through my head yesterday, almost made me cry because I thought about my father. So I had to pay for my own college and medical school, blah, 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 big deal. I mean, all of us work hard, but a lot of people get their parents to pay. I didn't have that luxury. There was no money in my house. So for me, my senior year in college, money got really tight. I actually could no longer afford the meal plan. And I visited a friend of mine who visited, who had a friend, took me into a dorm room, and I saw for the very first time that this guy also had was struggling financially his senior year in college and he was now cooking in his room which you weren't supposed to do what were you cooking you were heating you know boiling up ramen noodles basically you know this is how you this is what you ate peanut butter jelly sandwiches it's enough but i saw this guy had a hot plate in his dorm room it's like oh my god it was like my head exploded i can cook in the room i don't have to be on the meal plan i can boil the ramen noodles with the hot plate And he had a special table that custom made that fit over the radiator in the dorm room. We had radiators because it wasn't like UCLA where it's a pleasure to go to college where the weather's beautiful. In New York, the weather's terrible. So we had to have it heated in the wintertime. And this was a wasted spot, space. But you needed it. So he had a custom table fit over the radiator. It was three feet tall skinny because it fit right over the radiator, but he could put the hot plate there. So I came back home and I said to my father, who was just always felt bad that he couldn't give me any money to help like other kids to go to school, which I didn't care at all. I used to, you know, it's okay, dad, I'll go to work. It's fine, 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 fine. But when I told him this, he got so excited because this would be his way of helping his son in his journey to become a surgeon. He said, Robbie, we'll go to my shop and and I'll build with you. You're going to build it, he said, the table that goes over that radiator. He was so excited. I never saw him this excited before in my life. We go to the shop. As soon as we open the door, that smell that's forever in my head of sawdust, of burning wood from a saw blade, it's intoxicating to me. He opened the shop. On a weekend, nobody's, I'm home from school for the weekend. This was going to be our project together. The sawdust crunching on my feet, just like when you go to Philippe's to eat the greatest sandwich in Los Angeles. The sawdust on the floor. He says, okay, Robbie, 
you're going to build it. You're going to build the legs. How tall you want it to be? I said 36 inches. Okay, Robbie, here's a, put a pencil behind your ear. Here's the ruler. I got a long piece of two by two wood. There's the table saw. Take the ruler, measure 36 inches, three feet. Make the pencil mark on the two by two. I did. He turns on that machine, that fast moving blade. Your fingers get anywhere near it. It'll take your finger right off in a second. And he shows me carefully how to introduce that two-by-two with the pencil mark right into the blade. Snap. In a second, that two-by-two is now 36 inches. And then he looks at me and he says, okay, Robbie, put the, now you can put the ruler away. I said, why? It has to be 36 inches for the second leg. He goes, I know, but you don't need the ruler anymore. You now have a template, the first leg. Use the first leg, Robbie. Put it up against the two-by-two. Take your pencil and make the second leg exactly like the first leg. Put the ruler away. I said, okay, pretty cool. Made the pencil mark. I used the first leg as the template for the second leg. Blade is spinning at supersonic speed. I put the two-by-two and I make the second leg. It's like an amazing feeling. I didn't need, I learned something. Always makes you feel warm and fuzzy when you learn something. And then I take that second leg and I lay it along the two by two to make the third leg. And this is when my father says to me, no, Robbie, don't do that. I said, you just taught me this. I felt so good. You just taught me how I don't need the ruler anymore. You can use this as a template. He goes, I know, but don't use the second leg as the template. Robbie, Go back to the first leg that you used with the ruler. That should be your template for the third and the fourth leg. Because if you made a slight error in making the second one, that small error, millimeters, will now escalate and propagate and ruin the creation of the third and fourth level. And that's when he said the magic thing to me. Robbie, always go back to the original. Well, yesterday in the operating room, teaching this young orthopedic surgeon, those words were in my head of what my father taught me. I'm going to start choking up here. 50 years ago, 55 years ago, in his shop. Always go back to the original because that mistake will propagate. That's why you need the passion to make the center of that motion when you template that hip exactly where it's supposed to be. So all the other measurements are going back to the right spot. Don't be off even a little bit. Crazy, right? He was never convinced that all the lessons he taught me from carpentry could be so valuable in life. So wherever you are, Dad, thinking about you. Coming up next, I'm going to tell some stories, some stories about the joy of life versus the happiness of life. Is there a difference? You'll learn through the world of surfing, the world of In-N-Out Burger, and my guest at 815, the great Wayne Rich. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. 